Welcome to a special encore presentation of an episode we did two years ago about why God allows evils like school shootings. As you listen, examine your reaction to the recent school shooting and think about how we should react to evils like this. Should we choose anger and contempt for the evildoer or seek enlightenment? Should we try to understand why these things are happening or merely assign blame and leap to simplistic and superficial solutions that neither understand nor address the real causes? There's something going on with young people in our country right now. It's causing them to lose hope and meaning in their lives and devalue life itself, especially among young men. Could empathy for the evildoers be the path to understanding what's going on in their hearts and minds that inspires this evil? Could this understanding help us find real solutions that work to reduce or end these evils? Seems like something really worth grappling with as you listen. Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with Father Lynn McMillan. And Father Lynn's been a Catholic priest for 25 years. I think it's been more like 29 years. 29 years? Okay. 28, 29. Well, it's been a long time, so he's lived a lot of life. He's seen a oh. lot of stuff. He's had a lot of really tough questions thrown at him. And I've found him to be pretty good at answering them. Sometimes they're not the kind of answers you might expect from a priest, but they're answers that I think might help you understand what's really going on. So we have a question today, Father Len. This one's pretty interesting. So if God truly loves us, why does he allow all these school shootings? Ah, Well, actually, that gets into the question of we always have a choice. We as human beings, we can choose our own actions. That's called free will. We can choose that. We are not totally dictated by DNA or God. We get a choice. That's the odd part. So the question would be, well, if you took away the choice, we would no longer be human beings. If we couldn't choose good or evil, we wouldn't be human beings. We'd be toasters. We'd be robots, where it's all a matter of pre-programming. So what I mean by toaster is this. If when I put my bread in the toaster and push down the toaster, it has no choice but to toast if it's working right, right? That's its only – it doesn't even have a choice. That's its only function. We as human beings, God allows us to have a choice. We can choose evil or not choose evil. A toaster has no choice. It, so what you're saying then is that God's love is about giving us a choice. God's love is giving us the choice to do good, do bad, do whatever. I mean, hopefully we will do the right thing. But he, he loves us enough yeah. to give us the choice to do as we see fit. Right. That's why it men, makes no sense where you pray for somebody to do something, I'll pray that somebody's heart be open to see the right choice. 
but I won't ever pray that somebody do X, that somehow God forces Jake to finally show me respect. You know, yeah, Jake's that, our sound guy who uh, is sitting in the room with us, and he doesn't respect you sometimes. He no, makes the wrong choice. He's, he's saying, a much better way than I am. But and I have the volume control. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's this writer who, when I was in high school, had to read his stuff, Camus, famous writer. And he writes this book called The Plague, and that always really touched me. In The Plague, it's the story of this Moroccan town and... The plague starts, and he wrote it. He wrote it actually as an answer to his wrestling with Nazism. World War II was about Camus was a f- French-resistant fighter, and he fought hard against Nazism. He finally kind of thought, well, after the war was over, having to deal with massive loss and corruption and evil, he thought it would change the world. People would have to rethink their position. And what he found is that a lot of people – they kind of hid themselves saying, well, that was just a bad time or, you know, that was that was yesterday. We don't, you know, not focusing on it. Didn't change their life whatsoever. And so he writes a story called The Plague, where the plague starts in this northern Moroccan town. And it doesn't matter whether it's a plague or Nazism. What matters is your choice to it. So in the story of The Plague... What do people do? Some people want to blame other people. Other people want to deny the whole problem. This doctor and a couple others, their choice was to lean into it and fight it. And Camus' point is that in the face of whatever, either uh, Nazism or a plague, you have to choose your actions. Everybody chooses something. Or I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I love how Dumbledore... Dumbledore is always trying to say, you always have a choice. That's what God's saying to us. Yeah, God loves us so much, he will allow us to make a choice. We're more than well-trained dogs. A dog can only do one, well, can't, but is trained to do one thing. We train ourselves to move in the good. The other thing that I think about that I've learned to see in all of these tragedies is that they bring people together. They, they bring out the best in people. It's kind of amazing how yeah. a, big, a school shooting will make people see what is good. Sometimes, and- yeah. It, Camus, at the end of the book, has this line of, and I can't quote it, I don't have it read, but for our bane and our enlightenment. Sometimes, wow, in those dark times of fine enlightenment. But just like, and this amazed me, a couple of years ago, shocked me because I'm not used to this. It was, I think, on Eustick and, I don't know, Eustick and Locust Grove. This is a couple of cross streets here in Boise where we're recording, by the way. Just a, a few distance away. There is a little bit of road rage. This guy gets out of his car and shoots the other guy. He was so enraged. But here's the thing. Did that just start that day? You know, it didn't. He started a long time ago of always choosing anger until the choice gets deeper and deeper and and the anger always gets worse. He started a long time ago. I just think God gives us a choice that we can learn to either control our anger, choose love, or choose anger. I shouldn't say anger. It's not anger. It's contempt. So 
about the school shootings, yeah, we're not robots. It's, it's a dangerous world because people have a choice. Everybody has a choice. For our bane and our enlightenment, we have a choice. If you don't mind another angle, what about free choice versus this predestination? If God is all-knowing, he already knows what choice we will make. But I like the early church saying, well, God, when he looks at creation, God the Father exists outside of time and space. So I have no idea what that's like. I'm a very temporal being. I don't know what it's like to live outside of time and space. But they said from God's point of view, when he looks at history or creation, it's like looking at a painting. If there is no time, you can see all of it all at once. So from our standpoint, it might look like predestination. From God's standpoint, he can, it's not predestination. He can just already see where our choices have led. God didn't force us one way or another any more than uh, he can just see the beginning and end of the story all at once. It's not predestined from my standpoint because I know God is constantly urging, begging, uh, trying to write straight with crooked instruments. Uh, <laughs> so God will have the outcome God wants, but we have the choice. So God will try and intervene by changing our hearts, but simply because God can see things outside of time doesn't mean we still didn't choose it. You know, uh, when you say God is trying to change our hearts, I think I've never seen a tragedy that doesn't change people's hearts for the good. I mean, it can bring out anger and all that kind of stuff, but so much good comes from any tragedy I've ever seen. It's just, and I didn't, I didn't used to be able to see that. But there's always a, a, a triumph, a, a, you know, love. I, I mean, I stuff. I disagree with you, but I have really? to say, not, yeah, yeah, I've, I'd say yes, I've seen great light come from tragedy, but I have literally also seen people who still, even after a tragedy. I guess I'm just ignoring that. I, now. I'll give you, I'll give you <laughs> the harshest example that immediately came to mind. So this mother was told by the daughter that she was sexually abused. So she finally tells her mother that, and I'm in the room, and she tells her mother that, and her mother literally says, well, nothing I can do about it now. And I was like, holy cow, how callous. Like, just knowing your child was abused, you sloughed it off. Like, that is no change whatsoever. So I, I hear what you're saying, like... That the mother's reaction to me, she got nothing out of that. I mean, there was no enlightenment. No, I mean, zero. And I can't imagine being a father, how I could ever react to one of my kids like that. Knowing I had a what similar had situation that was even worse once where there was once again a confrontation. But the confrontation was this. When the daughter, full-grown daughter, says to her mother, you heard me screaming. And the mother's face was this recognition, but also not nothing I'm going to do about it. And the amazing part is there was a choice on that mother's part to ignore the screaming. That was so clear. I was a actually fairly Mueller-ordained priest when that one happened. And I realized the mother chose. And here's the odd part. The daughter, who was in her 30s, had a terrific life very deeply spiritual, deep thinker. She just found other connections than her own mother. But her mother chose that darkness of refusing to 
acknowledge her, the cries of a child. The daughter chose light. A horrible childhood, but she ended up being a great human being. Well, that maybe is a little example of what I was saying, too. She chose light, but she sought light. She had to look elsewhere. I mean, fortunately, it didn't destroy her. And so she looked elsewhere for support and stuff, and she must have found it or found it within herself to have the strength to to get through that. That's, That's pretty amazing. So back to why does God allow these shootings? Because God allows us to choose light or darkness. You know, it makes total sense that God wouldn't create us to be like toasters or robots. We wouldn't be human beings without the free will to choose good or evil. Sadly, uh, some of us choose evil, and things like school shootings happen in the world. But I guess the good news is these dark times can also enlighten and bring us together. We encourage your comments on this or any of our episodes. It's easy to get those to us. Just head over to our website, www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com, and click on the questions button. You'll find a bunch of ways to get things to us. And if you're enjoying the Wrestling With God show, and we sure hope that you are, please share your favorite episodes with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps people discover us. And we hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives. Thanks for listening. See you next time.